you getting yourself ready for our show? to the fishing podcast high point of your week this episode here we hit cape cod with nelson and patreon subscriber drawing winner scott wood for an afternoon of sun fishing and most importantly good food and just a tip this week we're going to talk about best representing your sponsors you got people that want to work with you you got to take care of them we're going to explain some ways that you can make that happen in ftg sean and cousin john encountered Two of their favorite FTG cliches, and uh, this this the area is a repeat offender, so buckle up. Uh, let's see what else we have here in Bait of the Week. Sean's favorite lipless crankbait gets uh, center stage for its first time, the Rapala Rattle and Wrap. Make sure you have a bucket of uh, fried seafood to digest this week's jigs and bigs. Trust me, guys, you're going to need it. We'll uh, go ahead and get this show started right after this. Go get yourself something to enjoy. Get ready. We got we, the, the, the I would say the, the lobby, the waiting room for this show recording has been absolutely nuts. We got a whole bunch of jig heads in the house with us. Let's go from the top. Who do we have in here? We got uh, Lauren is joining us. Uh, she's been all over the place in here. We got uh, Vidal with us again. We've got Chrissy fishing in the house. We've also got uh, Chris Pendergast uh, hanging out there. And I'm sure that that means that Sarah Pendergast is probably in earshot, maybe in the kitchen, like churning out like, you know, uh, pallets of sauce at a time because um, the orders are coming in the orders are here you gotta we gotta make the goddamn sauce sarah let's go we also have uh fish in the sticks with us as well and uh guys welcome thank you for being part of this show we appreciate you guys and uh man did we have one hell of a week and speaking of jig heads there's one jig head who uh we spent uh, a good chunk of time with we did we did we did he he got the intimate experience. We're very quite. We're very yeah. We're very lucky um, on a couple of counts. Yes, that the winner uh, of the random drawing was not only local, but I have in fact stayed in a house with him during tournaments. Gotcha. In the past, um, Scott Wood won. We drew his name a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Scott is up in Maine. And he has stayed at the Pendergast house uh, on two occasions for Winnipesaukee tournaments, as have I at the same time. And I've talked with Scott a couple times. Um, we haven't hung out much. I've never fished with him. We always did pre-fishing and yeah. fishing separately on Winnipesaukee. But I felt comfortable in opening my door to Scott and assuming that myself, wife, and children would not be you know, murdered in our sleep. Exactly. Yeah, you there know, you go. Because there's Scott's always that go. concern. Sure. We also lucked out that it was a local winner. Um, yeah. I know out of the out of the three names, the uh, the Scott, the winner, and the, the two backups. Um, I think one two was out of three not. Were, yeah, one was, and I say local. Scott had a four hour drive, but yeah. one was not local. Very that not been, local. Yeah, like airplanes and shit. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have been rough. But yeah. um, no, Scott came up, got the intimate experience, 
Let's jump right into it, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, you know, you and I, I, we each had gone out a little bit here and there. We'll, we'll cover that stuff, obviously. But yeah. um, for the most part, like, this this weekend was amazing. Um, you know, why don't we take it blow by blow, actually? Let's go through the week and kind of work, work through it because there's shit that timeline-wise that I did in the later end of the week before meeting up with you and Scott on Friday. Like, this way we can kind of just go chronologically. How's that sound? Hit it. So let's talk with Monday. Uh, Monday was a big day. Was it, Bobby? Was it really? Uh, well, I did get out and do a little bit of fishing uh, in the afternoon. Quick little trip, and I got skunked. So <laughs> I was out there only for 90 minutes. Um, I think that day actually was a day where I went, went back. I had the scene of the crime for this week's FTG. Uh, I had just gone and done some bank fishing over there because I was waiting for my daughter to get picked up or get dropped off by the bus so I could bring her home. So I'm like, I got, I got an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. We'll go ahead and throw it. It was raining that day, and it was not fun. And then the next day, I went out and got redemption. Your boy went out and hit one of his favorite spots for you know convenience factor and everything and got out there, and I got on four of them, and uh, they just seemed to want to eat swim baits. I was not mad at that at all. In fact, every fish that I had caught that day was on uh, a four-inch paddle tail on a jig head. And um, this one color was like just, it was just everything wanted. I managed to get uh, a very, not anything to, you know, to, to talk talk too much about, but I did get a pickerel um, with like a 12-incher. Nothing crazy, but a lot of decent fight. Small fish overall, but, you know, got on some numbers. Then I went out on the 19th uh, for a bit. Got on one. Um, that was decent. And that was, I had to kind of grind for that. That was right right about when I was going to call it, too. I managed to get one. And uh, and then, you know, the only other fishing I did was on Saturday. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, that was, I will say this much, it was a great day, I think, for everybody. Um, it, I would say that the the fishing gods uh, were looking down on us and, uh, you know, were, were, were helping us along. It was good. So, um as far as fishing went this week, I got on some numbers and stuff. I really, really have been, uh, I think I mentioned last week's episode that uh, I had I had pur- purchased a couple of telescopic fishing rods, uh, like a 7.3 medium heavy bait casting uh, rod and a, uh, a me- uh, yeah, medium light uh, spinning rod. And they had arrived. They're actually pretty decent. Like, they're not bad at all. I've been kind of fooling around a little bit with them and figuring out what I want to put on there for, you know, reels and such and line and, you know, keep everything as minimal as possible. But uh, also... This week, some really good news. Before I go any further, I got to say the one and only Sean the Fisherman should be Sean the Engineer. Ooh, forgot about because that. yes, we did get together and did su- did do some modification to the uh, the Boondocks uh, landing gear system that I've got on on my uh, native Titan, courtesy of course of Three Bells Out for Outfitters. Uh, but you know this has after you know I put some miles on this thing, and uh, some of the hardware had kind of loosened up, and we came up with a little bit of a, a more permanent solution that would uh, would kind of work out. And I, I got to tell you, man, that the results that we had on Saturday have already like when I got back today I was looking I'm like okay what are some good pockets schedule wise where I can get out because the last two trips are going to be this week and this is officially officially the the latest in the year I have been out in my kayak and it doesn't mean that I won't necessarily go out in November it's quite possible but definitely this week I'm going to squeeze in two last ones it's going to be a good one so 
Oh, <laughs> Lauren says, I got your bolts coming back up. Yeah, back up, back up, back up. You, that's, you need it. We got Jay in the house says, hey, jig heads. Man, this is a good day. It's a good day. Um, so a lot of this week for me, uh, getting out those short trips was, you know, um, a lot of work stuff. I have a party coming up at the end of the month, a birthday party that I'm looking forward to. That should be a lot of fun. And I've been, I've been, I've got a couple of trivia dates that I'm covering for other hosts, which is kind of cool. Uh, this week I had to juggle my schedule, and I worked on Monday night instead of on Thursday night because uh, Thursday my wife and I we took a ride to the stinky state of New Jersey, and uh, <laughs> we went to go see our favorite band, The Flaming Lips. Go ahead and put that there. Which, if you guys stick around and listen, the song that we're playing tonight is one of my favorites from them. So we'll put that in there. Um, but we had such a good time, man. And we had done it the right way. Uh, we had gotten our tickets and we stayed overnight. So that meant we were going to ride share in. We got some uh, tapas and we killed a pitcher of mojito. And uh, we <laughs> headed into the show and had a great time. We didn't have to drive. So everything, you know, it worked out great. It was awesome. We had such a good time. Such an amazing show. Um, I got to see them play songs I've never seen them play live before, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and I, you know, whenever I see the Flaming Lips, they're a very visual act. So if you guys are on, you know, Instagram and you look at the Bobby Rose Beef account, I've shared a couple of things over there, but I just put a reel up this week and I shared it on the Jigs and Big Story. I saw the most New Jersey thing I've ever seen. That night in that show, and it had to do with a security guard. So the security guard, and you know who I know is going to get a kick out of this is uh, is is uh, Fish Daddy Four Hundred One. He's going to get a kick out of this. So I'm at the show, and my wife has this knack of just like putting in the work to get like to to track down the great seats. We had an an amazing vantage point, like. Flaming Lips is a real visual band, and we were seated in the front row of the of the balcony. So we had this great like position where we we're up over everybody's head. There was no nothing blocking our view whatsoever. We could see the security guard though in the gap of space between the barrier that holds the crowd back and the stage, and he's just standing there doing his thing. And you know, Flaming Lips, pretty the the, the crowd is really kind of happy-go-lucky generally. There's not a lot of doom and gloom in there. So there's balloons bouncing on top of the, cl- on top of the crowd. You know, they're just popping them up in the air and stuff. And, and most of these balloons are yellow smiley face balloons. You know, the classic smiley face balloons, right, Sean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So this one comes over, and it gets into that space right next to the security guard. And he grabs this thing, and he I, I wish I had my camera rolling for this because... He looked like he was choking this thing out like he was Tony fucking Soprano. And it was ridiculous. The thing pops, and you have never seen a happy-go-lucky crowd turn on one guy as fast as you did right there. It was just the whole crowd, boo, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he I, I think he was definitely like kind of felt the fact he was being a little roasted there. So I decided at that point, I'm like, okay, if this guy stays here, I'm going to get some video and I'm going to put together a reel. Put together this reel, and this guy could not crack a smile for anything. Best part was at the end of the night, we're waiting for our ride our ride share back to the hotel, and my wife and I are out uh, hanging out, out out by the theater, and he comes walking out with another security guard and he's like i just i just don't 
fucking get it, man. These fucking stoners and their music. It's like, I, ju- I just don't understand it. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> so I recommend go over and check out that reel because it is humorous as hell and and I just got a big kick out of it. But the show was amazing. We drove back on Friday and uh, and Thursday is when you fished with uh, cousin John, right? You want to pick it up from there? I did. W- remind me, d- when did I do that work on your kayak? Was that Monday? I think it might have been Monday. I think it might have been Monday. Remember. Yeah, wasn't mon- it the week before? Uh, was it the week before? Was it late We're- the week before? We're old hippies, man. We are old hippies, man. Either way, this was the first outing with it and the first, like, sort of come to God moment where it was like, is this going to work out the way we thought or is this going to be a pile of shit? And it was not a pile of shit. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, what happened was, um, so we, we you mentioned it, that uh, uh, Lauren had just said that the, the backup bolts are still on order. Yep. Obviously, Three Bells is a retailer, not a manufacturer. Exactly. Yeah, they're not cranking so, out hardware. Just like every retailer over the past three years, whether it's fishing, whether it's I don't know department stores, whether it's adult toy stores, everybody's oh. been under the gun on. Well, you know, everybody, everybody's Latex been under shortage. the gun. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, with with uh, part shortages. So, yeah, um, you had mentioned I the believe, Dick business is up. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it, it hurts even more when the, the it does hurt even more when. When their product gets spilled all over an Oklahoma highway, I don't know if you saw that. True, yeah, I did. That was that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Um, so you had uh, you had you had let uh, Lauren and Derek know, I think, that the uh, there was a a piece of hardware that shook loose, and it was just kind of an oddball piece, and yeah. um, it was on your uh, was it was it what's that's the Boondocks landing gear, right? Yep. Was that yours? Yep. yep. And um, just to keep everything tightened up, I said, "Well, screw it, let's make sure this is good to go," and I just. Came over with a couple of stainless steel bolts and some nuts, and we went to town real quick. And then, of course, of course, you got to do this if you're going to do it. Yeah. I called up Derek right immediately and said, hey, just so you know, I took pictures, sent this to you, sent it to Derek and said, hey, man, I had to just in a pinch. We we just kind of put a couple bolts in on this shit and Bobby's good to go. You, you basically you cancel the you, order, whatever. You pulled a Cody Van Zandt and you said, here's some pics of my nuts. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There you go. So fair enough, you know. You know, anything we do with Three Bells, they know about. Yes, it's, just, it's a wonderful relation to have. Relationship to have, and I will. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. in just a tip. Um, but Thursday. Yes. Thursday, I, I, I actually am kind of. I'm going to admit this on air. John doesn't know this. He sent me a text on Wednesday night and said, "Hey, man, do you want to meet at your house on Thursday, or or do you want to meet at the lake?" And I had completely forgotten. Oh. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I think I've mentioned at least once over the past two to three weeks is in my very minimal spare time um from running the kids to and from school soccer sure work their friends houses i'm a complete glorified uber and lyft and taxi driver um but volunteer yes because that's a paying gig (laughs) well yeah i volunteer i mean i volunteered to make to make a donation about 15 years ago yes yes (laughs) to a certain bank um Awful! I'm fucking. I'm a bad human being. For no, no, that. no, no. I understand. What What I didn't volunteer for was the leak in my ceiling that's caused me to really learn how to use joint compound and how to shape it. And I think you saw the mess that, or well, it's not a mess anymore. The fix I'm going through with that. Um, yep. And uh, it's just been chipping away at it. So I've been chipping away at two or three house projects, and I'd completely forgotten that I agreed to go fishing with John. Sorry, buddy. And uh, I, of course, 
did what every true-blooded American would do at that point and just played it off like I didn't forget. And said, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, my house, dude. We'll, we'll head right out when I get home, uh, you know, dropping the kids off. And uh, we took our time. And by the time we had gotten to where we were going, the local yep. lake, guess who pulled in? To Froggy Saloon, right then and there. Well, I mean, if you're gonna go, I mean, you might as well. Crazy arepas, not crazy rapists. Crazy yeah. there's arepas. Been a, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of like <laughs> about that. Yeah. No, no, no. Arepas. Arepas. Yeah. I South American so I sandwiches know. that are just delicious, and they will fix everything. You know, you know that that TikTok that's going around where people hold up an object, and you hear the the audio go. You better fix my life, you little shit. They do. They, they, they actually do. do. How? I yeah. don't know how, but they do it. Yeah, you forget about everything when you're eating one yeah. of those. Everything's fixed. Yeah. So uh, we, we got there, whatever, 1030. I think they opened up at 1130. And having, having been a, at this point now, a five-year customer, I believe, <laughs> I saw the owner setting up. I said, my man Nelson, we're here early. We, we talked about schedule when they were opening. He said, well, we're just going to take two and some sodas, two crazy arepas. And uh, the man had them ready for us. We actually put fishing off to eat lunch. We sat there in the parking lot and waited for an hour. It didn't matter. Because what was the That's point of getting awesome, the, though. putting the boats in the water yeah. and then coming back out? You know what I mean? So we just ate first, went out of the water for two hours. Uh, John, unfortunately, had a rough day. The water was real cold and the wind was up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I caught three tiny-ass nibblers and got out of there avoiding a skunk, and that's all I can say about that. Um, but then on the way out, man... Thank you guys for providing not one, but two cliched FTGs. Yeah. Which again, we'll talk about that later on. And then Friday. Friday, the game plan was Scott was driving down uh, early afternoon and hopefully with enough time to get over to your trivia game. Yes. Which worked out perfectly. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. Yep. And we got there in time, sat down, ordered food, and then Scott won second place. Which was nice because you get a little, you know, we get a little gift card there. And we used that on our bill. That was very nice. Yeah. And the whole nice part about this weekend, from from the time Scott got into Massachusetts, we started hanging out. Was this is relaxed? This is not mm -hmm. a competition. This is not a tournament. This is not. It's not no even deadlines. an event. Yeah. You well, know what I, I mean? Said, yeah. Yeah. I said Scott was like, "Well, what time are we getting up?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm sleeping in. I'm not setting an alarm." We get up. You know, I usually get up at six thirty or so. Yeah. Uh, when I get the kids to school, sometimes obviously earlier for tournaments. Um, but I said, yeah, we'll get up and we'll just load up the truck. And when Bobby gets here, Bobby gets here. And I'm sure everyone saw the preview video you put up. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, today is Sunday when we're recording this. So you put yep. that up today of uh, all the boats getting loaded up. You got here. What, what time did you get to my house? Like 9, 930? Like it was like, I, I was like a quarter after, I think. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. We, we yeah. Moved, we moved in slow-mo and it didn't matter. Yeah. We fired everything up there, went over to Nelson's, picked him up, got on the highway. Uh, did get we, we got fucked up in a little bit of traffic there. There, there was, was some certainly going on. some traffic stuff. And, like, you know, uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup where we, were, we had the trailer was vibrating a bit. Yes. And, and that am, was a good I'm fix, learning. man. That was, that was good, you know? Nelson has years of towing everything. Oh, yeah. I do not. And um, we discovered that I had a straight hitch, and if I used my, if I flipped over my drop hitch to make it a raised hitch, that leveled out the trailer a lot more, and the shuttering went away. And here's me learning. I'm a grown man. I can learn shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now I know. Yep. And we uh, we got down there. We got down to the lake, threw in beautiful afternoon. Went a little bit of wind, but not much, not enough to like, you know, 
Oh, yeah. Forced everyone to one side of the lake or the other. Exactly. Beautiful day. We got down on the on the on the water. Uh, we all started catching fish immediately. I mean, we caught yeah. fish all the way to dark, fish for about three, four hours. Um, Nelson got a big pickerel. I I think I got the biggest bass of the day, which wasn't saying much with yeah. a sixteen incher, but um I'll take it because honestly, Nelson and I fished this body of water last week. And interesting thing happened. I think I'm I don't know if I mentioned it on the show last week. When we were on the on the water, the the fishing in this year of the drought has been a lot shallower than I would ever expect, especially yeah. with a drought. You know, you would think drought, they're going to go deeper. And, and that's the way I fished all year. And probably, you know, probably the way I shouldn't have fished. But up shallow was where all the fish were. Mm -hmm. And last week was no exception. There were uh, the lake we went to had a herring run to it. And baby herring were in, I mean, one inch of water. Oh, yeah. And bass were, were smashing them up against the shoreline. And Nelson took advantage of that last week, caught a 17, couple of 15s. I caught nibblers because I suck. And uh, this week, so actually last week before we left, I went and took a look at the herring run. The herring run, the water was so low on the lake that the herring run was barely filled. It couldn't, it wasn't drawing water. Yeah. So those baby herring had no way out. So I'm guessing this lake and probably in a number of others on Cape Cod that have herring runs. A bunch of those, bait that's still in there. Those juvenile herring aren't going anywhere, and those fish are going to eat real well this winter. Yeah. Next year might be a really nice, nice year for some big fish. Hell yeah! Um, so this this week when we all went back, um, I saw Nelson go right to where he, you know, and he should have. He went right where. Oh yeah. Um, Why do you think I followed him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of looked around. That wasn't fucking. See. Oh yeah, no, no, that was a smart move. I mean, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. Go with go with what's working until it doesn't, and and I. When Nelson and I pulled up last week, yeah. we saw at the launch bait getting busted in no water. No, I mean, they were getting forced on the in land. inches, yeah, yeah. And uh, this week, there was no topwater action. There was nothing. And I said, all right, I'm going to start deep. So I did. I ran. I got my first fish with a crankbait, my next two or three with a chatterbait, and then I switched to a jerkbait, and that was the fucking the light money. switch. Yeah, I, I raked in... Um, probably what three quarters of my fish with a jerk bait and they were hitting it hard which yeah. was nice and it, the water wasn't that cold it was still close to 60 right if i'm right my right i right? had yeah, it was between 62 and 63 yeah for most of the day yeah exactly you know? and so i mean low, the air temps that day were in the in the mid 60s mid to upper 60s you know yep it was a, it was yep. a real comfortable day to be on the water correct yeah you know? we um we had a blast. Everybody, every one of us caught fish. I mean, now, we were of, there for of Bobby roast beef in those wind conditions two years ago. Yeah, you would have shit your pants. I would have shit my fucking pants. <laughs> Flesh. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, yeah, we had a, we had a blast. Uh, we are all on fish all over the place. Um, not really shallow, but moderate to. To the deeper water at this place. Yep, they were chasing balls of herring around. It was a it was a blast. The the weather held up, and then magic happened. Roast beef magic oh, yeah. happened. We packed our shit up, we got in the truck, and we went over to Max of Chatham, which has gotten a lot of free press on this show. Yes, all of it coming from Sean the Fisherman. But let me start out. Like our conversation about Max, because there's a conversation to be had. Let me start out by saying that everything that this man has said about Max Seafood of Chatham is accurate, 
and <laughs> not an exaggeration in the least. So if you've listened to the show for a while, you're one of those listeners that's been with us forever. First off, thank you. Appreciate you. But secondly, know this, that when this man says something about a place, an establishment, having uh, quality food items to put in your belly via your pie hole, he's not making this shit up. This is quality stuff. And, I mean, I we, we went in, and I was looking at the menu, and I'm just like, I mean, what do we do? And we had talked about this on the, on the, on the ride over. Do we want to do, like, family style and just, like, order half the menu and say, like, we're going to split it all? Or how do we want to work it? And uh, I think ultimately we ended up just everybody ordering like what they wanted. And then we just kind of, you know, obviously made tradesies and stuff. But uh, I, ha- I had to go go big and go with that fisherman's platter. I've heard about it for so long. And it was good. And I helped it finish that thing off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a bunch of us dove in at one point or another. It was it was pretty fantastic. That sounds terrible for a trip for dudes. But uh, everybody, everybody got a little bit of the fisherman's platter. It was awesome. I'll tell you, the sushi at Max is fantastic as well. Yes. Yeah. Hey, going to Max, let me describe this. If you've ever had a fish tank and you fed a goldfish until it literally can't eat anymore yeah. or else it will die or explode, probably both. You saw what four men did to themselves, and Pretty what much. I do every time I go to Max. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's accurate. I, like I, I also I wanted to go for the chowder as well, the, or no, no, you did the lobster lobster bisque. Yeah, I did want to go for what? one of the soups, but I was like, man, I'm, it's going to fill me up so much. I go want to try this, and I want to try this, and I want to try. You know, you made a good call with the fisherman's platter because you get what think- scallops, cod, shrimp. Um, shrimp and you you obviously there's no there's no option i'm saying opted for this yeah. but you opted for the whole belly clams that, of course I mean, let's be realistic there's no other choice you get clams you get whole belly clams they're fattier they're good shit they're, they're delicious so, you taste you taste the sea yep we mm-hmm. uh we ate and then here's where sean the fisherman takes responsibility you know i bobby we we didn't mention this last show um we mentioned it I think between segments, but uh, last week was kind of an important milestone in my life. Yep. Um, last Friday was 15 years away from the bottle for me. Okay. I have not drank for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Very, very proud of myself. It took a lot of effort to get things going. The ball's rolling now. Hopefully, the ball will never stop. A person in my position always has to watch out for that. Of course. But, um, you know, I'm away from it. All right. I don't boss anybody around when they're trying to drink. Yeah. They can do what they want, but I'm away from it. Also, part of that, I've assigned myself some penance for all of for all of my transgressions over the the time that I was partaking. And uh, you know, I drive. Yep. I, oh, everyone yeah. else wants you guys. You guys had a couple beers with dinner. Fine, I drive. Yep. Me driving means that I basically have to mainline Diet Coke, especially when we got home. We got to Nelson's at midnight and my house at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we were all like, but you're like, you're like, hey, I don't even want to disconnect the fucking trailer. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You were out of there. Yeah, I just Scott and I unloaded all this shit. Oh, and, oh, like, and guess what? Fuck this. I what? fucking got home and my wife and kids were so conscientious that they parked in the street so I could come home with the kayak and back. It oh, right like, holy shit. Like, I got home, I took out the dog, and my wife was passed out. She got into Grampy's uh, Sleepy Time Tonic, and she was passed <laughs> out on the couch. I left her there. 
knowing that if I woke her up at 1.30 in the morning, it was going to be hell to pay. But I told her the next when I got up this morning, I was like, you, thank you, you guys. I was not expecting you guys to to move cars. And I said, when I thought about it, it was like it was like nine thirty at night, ten o'clock. When I thought about it, I'm like, nobody's got pants on at my house. They're not gonna go <laughs> move fucking cars. And I decided it was better for me to just come back today and pick up the boat, which is what we ultimately did. But yeah, I mean, had for some reason, had we had a second wind at one o five, I would have been like, I would have been good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was what my fear was. I'd get home, and I would have two cars that I have to move. One set of keys is, I don't know where they could possibly be in my daughter's room. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck. Good that luck frightens that at me. 1 yeah, o'clock in the morning. Exactly, at 1 a.m. Wake the fuck up. So what happened with this dinner was we ate. We, we ate. ate. Oh, holy shit. We all ate. And then you guys, on the ride from Max, <laughs> all the way up to the Mass Pike, so an hour on... Well, hour plus on Route 6 and then Route 495 on the other side of the bridge. You guys fucking slept like babies. Nobody well, even snored. I, that was a big thing. I didn't know you guys were sleeping because I'm like, you guys were all asleep. Remember I asked you guys, you guys were all asleep? And you were in and out of consciousness. Yeah, I, I was in and out. Now, you would kind of snort like, yeah, I love Metallica. This is a good album. <laughs> then you go right back out. And I was like, what the fuck? You what? know what it's like to be married to me now because that's what it's like watching a fucking movie with my wife. Yeah, great. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh. I got us home and I passed out and um, I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh shit, it's like seven o'clock. So I got, you know, well, it was eight o'clock. I got seven hours of sleep, which is good for me. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't heard Scott shuffling around. I got to go help him get his boat out of here. The boat's gone. Scott's gone. I'm like, <laughs> he disappeared right. in the night. <laughs> but he unloaded his boat off my trailer by himself. So he must have just got it down to the ground, got his cart under it, and wheeled the fucking thing out. Because that's what I'm thinking. Had, we had we had to use all three of us to move my trailer last night into the backyard. That was insane. I, mean, that was, I was like, "Is this gonna happen?" I don't no, know. Oh, it happened. Happen. It happened, it, man. Wow. It, it fucking hurt, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't thank you and Nelson and Scott enough for you know letting me be a part of all this, dude. It was I can't awesome. Thank Scott and Nelson enough for um, being patrons. Everything they do, I, I, oh, mean, yeah. I fish with them. All, I fish with all three of you guys all the time. I had a fucking absolute blast. It was so low key. This was awesome. Yeah, and, uh, it was a party. I think, we did, I think we should be making this a yearly jigs and bigs, fucking end of season occurrence of let's yeah. take a listener out and get stupid. You know, I think we could possibly make it a start of the season and an end of the season celebration. I think we should consider maybe doing this exact a repeat um, so that we can see how those trapped, uh, <laughs> those trapped herring do. You know, see, when they, they help the bass when, population. Over the winter. BH, well, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll probably be back there anyways, anyway. Anyway, sure. One does a behind the music on Jigs and Bigs, finally. I mean, we know it's coming. You're going to be like, oh, for sure. Jigs and Bigs was reaching the peak of their popularity when heart disease claimed them both from all the fried food they were eating. Four, well, four you know what? I, I, I think I'll probably make a shift there and I'll I'll probably <laughs> stick to a couple of a couple of rolls. You know, oh, those rolls were like so good. Yeah, man. I had them both. Oh yeah, man, and I was I was blown away. I was like, because normally a place that just, you know, like you think of a place that is specialized in fresh seafood, fried seafood especially, you're not really thinking that like their sushi is going to be on point. But it was it was fantastic, absolutely well, out of this world. Here's the the screwy thing that I got two rolls. I got a California roll, yep. and I got their rainbow roll. And the rainbow roll has like I don't know what six different kinds of fish in it. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. 
normally I can't eat a California roll because normally, normally at your run-of-the-mill sushi place, they're not using real crab meat. Yeah, it's imitation crab. Shit. Yeah. And I can't touch that stuff for allergy reasons. Sure. It's not seafood. It's other shits. Goddamn chemicals they put in there and shit. Um, but theirs because they're max, they're max of fucking Chatham. Yeah. They use real crab meat. And I can eat that. So I got those two rolls. I got the rainbow and the fucking the uh, the California. I knocked those things down. They were so oh, good, yeah. man. It's tough with sushi because there's lots of times like my oldest daughter loves sushi and I don't really have a shut off switch with it. No, I'll just keep either. going. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe that's why I have the physique of a sumo wrestler. Very possible. You know, we got to get you one of the little uh, the ceremonial fucking outfits. Thing. Yeah, let's do it. That's where you got to fish in in the summer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. Bobby, I'm sorry. I can't fish with you in April. I'm sick of seeing your balls. <laughs> Does anybody know what they call that? What, 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 what the actual? I know I've had a trivia question about it before, but. Keep talking. I'll look it up. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but uh, we had ourselves one hell of a time, man. It was it was a whole lot of fun. I think that's what we should do. I think that that we should plan for something like in April, and uh, we'll just carve out a weekend. Obviously, we're you know what's nice is that if we're gonna do this, is just a jig head like a raffle almost, where you know we just have our members. All folks need to do is be subscribed and good to go. We just pick a date and then we'll do you know a month a month out. Bam, done deal. What's it called? I just sent it to you. It's called a mawashi. Oh, a mawashi. Yeah, ready for this? A mawashi. In sumo, a mawashi is the loincloth that rikishi, parentheses sumo wrestlers, wear during training or in competition. Huh. Upper rank professional wrestlers wear a kisho mawashi as part of the ring entry ceremony or, God, I'm going to fuck this up, doyo iri. Oh. Hmm. We're learning shit. We are learning. We're learning. So one day you'll start with your Mawashi and then you'll move up to the big one. Someday I right. hope to attain. Yep. And then the behind the music will come up and I'll be like, he had to get a new partner. I was sick of seeing his balls. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know? Dude didn't fucking care. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just not gonna say a word. Uh, we don't I uh, we, we can't we can't. <laughs> I got the funniest freaking meme sent to me today by Wild Bill Fishing. It is, uh, it's a, you know, like the, the, when you buy a Halloween costume at like Halloween Spirit or whatever, or Spirit Halloween or whatever the hell it's called, you go in there and it's got like a plastic, almost like an envelope and, it's crammed in there, but there's like graphics, like an inlay that drops in there. With it's got a description usually, and a picture of somebody wearing the costume with like ridiculous body proportions. That's like you know, it's never gonna fit the right way. Uh, <laughs> he sends this thing, and he posted it in the fucking hook that with them chat. And I want to, I want to post this so bad, but I don't want to piss some people off. And at the at the same time, I don't care if I do. It's the modern swim baiter. <laughs> He sent it to me, too. Oh, he did? Okay, all right. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for a chance to jump in there. Oh, yeah, I was dying. 
I mean, it really gets personal with that description. It right really does get personal. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't read that at first. And I was like, I, I thought at first I thought he was just like, like, oh, yeah, Bobby's throwing big swim baits now. Look at this. This is perfect for you. And I was like, I kind of feel so seen, but like almost like an awkward uncle, like that opened his mouth inappropriately at, you know, the family dinner or Thanksgiving or something. And yep. he was like, come on, Bobby. He's like, you catch fish. You know what's going on. And oh, my God. Tiny peen. Tiny peen. <laughs> Fucking wild bill. Oh, those hoodlums. They are something. Wacky bastards. <laughs> so so how, how was the rest of your weekend? Pretty chill? You just kind of take it easy the rest of the day? Well, well we had uh, we had to clean up a little bit. We had the house. Uh, had, we had people over tonight. That's um, right. This is kind of almost the midway point between my birthday and my wife's birthday. So this year with everything that was going on between tournaments, soccer, fucking house repairs, yep. all sorts of other shit. We actually had a, just a quick dual birthday party with my immediate family, you know, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my nephew, my brother-in-law. I think that's everybody. And yeah, nice. we, um, dude, we, we did something different this year, you know, because why not keep going on food, right? Exactly. We, everybody uh, eats. I, yep. I think you've had my, my uh, homemade mac and cheese, right? Yes. Okay. Very sharp. It's a, it's a, shall we call it Irish? I just don't put an onion in it and. I'm not being facetious. You can put an onion in the thing. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. It gives a real sharpness to it. Um, so I make my own crockpot macaroni and cheese. It's very good. Slow cooker stuff. Bobby, you've had it. And what oh, we yeah. did was we, we decided this, this time to try spinning our own boneless wings. I mean, all you got to do is take chicken tenders, cook them up, right? Yeah, sure. Have some bowls with some sauce and spin them bastards up. And that's yep. what we did. We had uh, Parmesan garlic ones. Oh. We had... What is it? Texas Pete, not really from Texas, not really from Texas Pete's hot buffalo sauce. My my brother wanted that, so we put oh, yeah. some of those together. And my brother, my brother in law, and then we had uh, I made that uh, the the a caramel apple mix, the caramel apple Car- barbecue. Really? So there's yeah, so there was caramel and apple. Remember there was a a local, there's a local um, olive oil barbecue sauce sauce company called. Remember I bought I yeah, got you that hot in Northampton, right? Yeah. Northampton Olive Oil Company, the NOOC, and they um, they had an apple barbecue sauce and a caramel barbecue sauce, really? and they recommend you putting them together, and it's fucking great. No kidding. Yep. So we did that. Um, and I will say this: I'm going to be very sneaky here, and everybody who's listening in New England, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you guys a little hint, but I'm not going to give you the juice here. You got to go out. You got to go out and do some. Find work. it you on put your the, own. You got to put the work in. Yeah, my brother is very good at finding stuff out like he does he's not a youtuber but he's on youtube enough learning things this and the other thing we both have our hobbies and one i'm not going to get into what his is but he his particulars that he's looking for the youtube videos that he watches lead him to close out stores and basically junk stores of all types because there's certain things that end up there that he likes to purchase and he said hey check out this video i want to go check out one of these stores and we did a week and a half ago and i'm not going to name this store and it was a closeout store, though. And I found Lucky Craft fucking jerk baits for $8 a pop. Yeah, big savings. And, and that's what I used yesterday to catch all those fish. And I have two of that one. The one I was leaning on was kind of a perch-colored one. And I, I actually purchased three and then had my brother purchase another three when he went back. Now, we are planning on going one of the days this week. We haven't figured out when. We're yep. going to shoot down to the nearest one and make sure they have those, you know, those those... Where were they? I guess they were some sort of a shad patterned um, jerk bait. 
because I don't think these are discontinued. I don't think this color is being made anymore because I was looking on Lucky Craft site today. And you, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't like to pony up for stuff uh, like really, really expensive gear. I don't like paying fifteen to twenty dollars for a jerk bait. Um, but if you can find them for a deal, if you can find them for eight dollars a piece, yeah, yeah. So if you're in New England, go out do the legwork. I'm not telling you, you know. I'm not telling you where they are. I think the you tip here, the bonus tip, if you will, the pre-tip, is uh, a pre-tip. Check ah. your check your discount stores. You never know where you're going to find some tackle. You know exactly. You yeah. know I, this is this is twenty something years ago that I, I'll tell this story from. When I first got to Nebraska, there was a big lots right down the street from me, and I'd never seen a big mm-hmm. lots before. The only closeout store we had around here for years was uh, a place called East Coast Marketplace that eventually turned into Ocean State Job Lot, yep. which are sprinkled all over New England. And I, I went into this big lots, and the first thing I saw were striking three-eighths ounce spinner baits for like a dollar fifty a piece. I must have bought forty of them. I think I still have a couple. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. You know that was that was a good find. But this, what I found recently, and bags of Zoom plastics for like three ninety nine. You know, I told you about it. Didn't I send you a text saying, hey, look yeah. what I found? Yep. Um, so, hey, folks, these little places are out here. It's almost like tag sailing, except there's actually stuff with value. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, You're not exactly. looking for a needle in a haystack. Yep. But um, that's all I got, man. That was my week. We, we went to the Cape, and that was the, uh, that was the creme de la creme. Last thing I did this week was uh, while we were actually on the water, I got a text from my wife and she was like, hey, lunch date tomorrow, Echo Hill. I said, okay, sounds good. For those that don't know, Echo Hill is a local uh, orchard that does, uh, they grow apples. I think they do some berries and pumpkins and such and all that other good stuff. But they also have a winery and a distillery right there. And, and it's a nice little setup. Like if you want to go and do apple picking and stuff with the kids, this is great because you can go in and you know pick a bunch of apples and there's activities and shit for the kids to do. They'll have a great time, but there's plenty of stuff for mom and dad to do to you know enjoy uh, their experience there as well. Plus they... Uh-huh. They have a lot of IE get wasted. Yeah, they have a lot of really, really good products too. Like they have uh, so one of the things, or there's there's two directions primarily that that seem to be the main focus is wine and spirits. For wines, they have a variety of different ones, and my wife has a couple that she likes. Some of that are really unique too. That it's worth you know stocking up on. You know that if that they're that good. And is for spirits, they do a variety of moonshines. Now, what's nice is that you can do. Well, they also do bourbon, and um, they do. I forget what they call it, but it's almost like a Kahlua, uh, but it's not coffee coffee focused. It's a little bit more like. Almost, I want to say, like, herbaceous and, like, spicy. It's interesting. So, anyway, they do uh, these flights where you can choose five of each. You know, you can do five wines or five spirits. And Holly goes and she selects hers because she likes to kind of shop around. Your boy likes to find a classic cocktail that he enjoys and have one of those. So I had something called a bonfire, which was made with their own jalapeno-infused apple vodka. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a orange-sour mix. Um, What else did they put in there? I think there was some souls of orphans. Oh, no, no, no. You know what it was? And I normally don't like drinks like this, but like when I have a a margarita, I like a salted rim. 
because it complements the margarita, you know? Um, I just like that. It's part of it for me. Having a beard, <laughs> I don't like rims for anything. Like, oh, oh that's... Oh, I left myself wide why? open for that one. Oh, yeah, that one, oh, too. <laughs> I, so, Gross, dude. God damn it. So, um... I uh, like like you know this is you know obviously pumpkin beers are huge right now, and uh, I like to sample some of the offerings. I don't like to really go back to any one. That's not really my style. But when people are changing it up, like there's one called the Giant Pumpkin from Greater Good, and I feel like with those, a lot of times the bars are just like, oh, do you want to do a a caramel cinnamon freaking rim? And I'm like, no, I have to talk. I don't want to get that all over my microphone. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, definitely not, you know, with this, I was like, no, we're doing it. Uh, the, it was a mango, uh, a mango Chipotle rim and it was worthwhile. It was worthwhile. Uh, great, great drink. Then I had this other one that was sort of like a, a vodka soda. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, and I had, I, I sampled a, a sip or two from a few of my wife. So I was feeling great by like two in the afternoon. I was loving life. My <laughs> wife says to me, she's like, hey, why don't we just do groceries while we're out? And I'm like, really? Oh, fine. I had other plans, but okay. That, I asked her if she wanted to go fishing. Set, <laughs> that, that, that trap gets set for you an awful lot. It, huh? it does. It does. Well, I can't say that I blame her because she only wanted to go and grab a handful of items and get it out of the way while we were out. So that was fine. So we came home, relaxed for a bit. It was a lot of fun. But Echo Hill was awesome. While we were there, we obviously didn't have a liquid lunch. We did eat some food. They had a couple of food trucks there. You know, one of them did more like kind of actually, I think it was even unbranded. Like, I don't know that there was even a name for it or anything, but they did like, you know, burgers and hot dogs and, you know, fries and stuff like that. And then they had another one, though. That's called uh, Rooster's Roaming Cantina. And uh, come to find out, one of the girls that works in there is someone I used to work with at one of my former trivia nights. So we got to talking, and I asked her to make sure that she would clear the, quote, the fisherman check, and uh, made sure the menu would jive. I got their information, but man, we had two items from them that were out of this world. Uh, we did chicken empanadas. Great. Absolutely great. And we did, what was the other one? Uh, these were they, they were meat-filled, like, fried potato balls. They're almost like the size of, like, a tennis ball. And they were just out of this world. Uh, just so good. So good. So, yeah, we had lunch. It was nice. You know, we had a good time. And then, you know, came home, hung out with the kids. It was good. It was fun. But, yeah, then that wrapped to here I am. Imagine that. Here I am wearing my flaming, flaming lips hat. That's hot pink yes. and chartreuse. Yes. And I know, it was my a whole week, dude. It was. It was a wild week. I can't complain. Thing, things were really, nope. really good. Uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll uh, we'll wrap this segment here. We'll jump into our next segment. We got a bunch of good stuff for you. Got a bunch of good information. Just the tip. Uh, a tale. We we've got a twofer in our FTG coming up. We also have some tournament info to give out and get out for you that you're going to want to know about. And uh, of course, in our bait of the week, we have a, a, a Sean the Fisherman special. The rattling rap. Let's Love talk. Love my rattling raps. He likes to rattle. Guys, we'll see you in about a minute and a half. Don't go too far. G 
Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form content. We want to thank Old Glory Outdoors in East Brookfield, Massachusetts. Old Glory has an amazing selection of fishing tackle, including Six Sense, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Shimano, Daiwa, Luz, 13 Fishing, Arc Rods, and many more. Use promo code JIGSANDBIGS at OldGloryOutdoors.com and in-store to save yourself some money and support the show. For all your premium kayak needs, we partner with Three Bells Outfitters. Located along Smith Cove in Niantic, Connecticut, Three Bells is your go-to location for kayaks and accessories from Hobie, Native, Bonafide, Jackson, Yak Attack, Nakwa, Boondocks, Burley Pro, and many more. Financing options are available to upgrade you and your kayak fishing experience. White Glove Delivery Service is also available. Visit 3bellsoutfitters.com for more info and don't forget to tell them that Jigs and Bigs sent you. When it comes to high-quality polarized sunglasses, we've partnered with Torej. They provide stylish sunglasses in a variety of frames that are light and fit comfortably on your face. The polarization cuts glare and allows you to see the whole picture, helping you identify what's below the water's surface. They have a 60-day risk-free trial, lifetime warranty, and free shipping. Plus, you can save yourself 10% with the code JIGSANDBIGS10 at checkout. Visit Torej.com to check out their selection. That's www.torege.com. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. Thanks. Bobby and Sean now have a special presentation for us all. They'd like to give everyone just the tip. I promise we are going to get to just the tip. <laughs> we are, yeah, but we, we are. have we have been having such a great conversation about, uh, of, of course, food, but specifically hot sauce with our jig heads, and it's been really, 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 really great. We've had uh, a couple of suggestions. Uh, Fish in the sticks chimed in and said Sean should try Cholula. Uh, and also Vidal had chimed in and said uh, Valentina and then El Yucateca, which I've had both of them, and they're they're wonderful. And we were talking about um, uh, extreme hot sauces and, like, the difference between certain ones. And I'm going to tell this story about this, about, you know, because I've mentioned on this show Da Bomb a number of times. And Da Bomb is, it's the hottest hot sauce that I genuinely like. Is the way I like to sum it up. It's really hot. The Beyond Insanity is really, really hot. Most people shouldn't eat this. You know what I mean? It's sometimes yeah. you, for like the smallest amount in the largest amount of food is really the ratio for the recipe. You'll throw a bottle out before you finish it. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be past date. So I, um, you know. There was one day where, you know, when I was starting my own business, I had multiple side hustles. And when I was starting out, you know, doing trivia and stuff, I got into driving for Uber. Did I ever tell you about this? Yeah, I knew you did. Yeah. So I, I, I was driving for Uber and Lyft, and I would go and basically around my other schedule. And when I was available, I'd go and I'd, you know, basically I'd start my, my living room. I'd wait till I got somebody who needed a ride. I'd go out there. Then I'd stop and park. I'd wait till somebody else needed a ride and go and go and go and go. Sometimes this means I end up in like, you know, Danbury, Connecticut, and I'd have to just drive home or something like that. But, you know, I might have made a few hundred bucks. So it was a good thing at the time. Now, not so much. 
<laughs> uh, but the main reason why I did it was to advertise my trivia and my entertainment company. And it worked. I got referrals that way. People would say, you know, because people get in the car and I just don't shut up. That's all I have to do. Just keep talking to people. And it worked out. I gave out business cards. I'd play games with people. They'd win. I'd give them like a $1 scratch ticket. They remembered me. And that was important. And then, of course, everything. Bobby Roast Beef everywhere. They knew. They got in the car. I had a big sticker on my rear windshield that had my logo and what I do and my website on there so people knew what the, what I was what I was doing anyway I remember this one night where my wife had ordered dinner for her and the girls like I think it was around Christmas time actually and she had she was out doing Christmas shopping I think and she came home and was like oh yeah I'm gonna you know just order dinner for the girls and I and I'll leave you some she goes I think we're gonna do wings and salads I said awesome so there are these wings that are at a, from a nearby pizza shop near us, and they're garlic parmesan wings. They're awesome. They're fantastic. I, at the time, was in this really, really extreme hot sauce kind of kick, and I decided that I would add some de bomb beyond insanity to these garlic parm wings. And wow, they were amazing. But they hurt so much to eat. Like <laughs> after a certain point, your brain starts like not even processing it as pain, but like you just kind of react to it. So there was one point where my wife had fallen asleep on the couch and I was sitting in my recliner. And she's like, she's like, oh, how are the wings? I was like, oh, great. She's like, why are you crying? And I said, what? I had one lonely fat guy tear coming out of my freaking cheek from this hot <laughs> sauce. And she's like, is it that good? And I was like, no, it's just, I, I was like, it's freaking hot. I put the bomb on here. And she's like, oh, okay, asshole, whatever. <laughs> she's like, you're the fat guy crying over your food. <laughs> like, no, awesome. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, honey. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, that's my story about the bomb. And uh, it's delicious, but it is painful. If you don't believe me, ask Wild Bill, Delirious, and uh, and, and Reeling in Life, Andrew. And uh, th they'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Jeez, man. We, we went off on a tangent. Wow. Yeah, it was a tangent. So we had a tip to talk about. And this is we something did. that folks can really use. I think so. I think anybody that is advancing their let's say their social media their i mean really it's it's almost all confined to social media at this point but yes anybody who anybody who gets involved with a fishing team um i'm going to use this term very 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 loosely mm -hmm. a sponsor whether you're getting you know money discount whether you're getting gear, whatever, anybody who if you're partnered with is, a company or a brand, yes, yeah, partner or sponsor is is a gr the great way to to sum this up. You really should do everything in your power to give back. You know, a, not say, well, fuck this fishing team I'm on, I only get a ten percent discount. Like I always think, who the fuck are you? Like, and I don't and care. I'll be honest with you. There are some companies who get into that game knowing this, you know, and yeah. that's what they do. Exactly. But that's what they do. But this is for they do. This is for the tip. Go out and, and mm -hmm. do anything you can. So if it's social media posts do them, hey, I got this product from so and so. They're great. Check them out. It's not that hard. If they put something up, share it. Not that hard. If, you know, some 
God forbid some podcasters say, hey, you want to come on our show? Here's a link. Schedule the shit. Schedule the interview and talk about whatever you want. Just saying. Yeah. So the, obviously there's, you know, this just a tip. Um, I, you know, I, I think I've been sitting on for a little bit because there's there's opportunities for everybody around in the competitive and non-competitive game, games to get out there and say, you know, with a bullhorn. I use this product and it's good. You should use it too. Yeah. That's the bottom line on this. This this all started recently too. I, I had a conversation with Ken Wood and I said, why don't more people do this? Because Ken's constantly posting about any of his sponsors or partners he's dealing with. Um, you and I, I think, do a really good job yeah. about it. Oh, Plus, yeah. we have we had an episode recently or even not recently where we haven't mentioned Three Bells we haven't. outside of any of the partners ads or anything like that? Um, Nakwa as well. Like, knock one three bells are really good people they yep you know i can call them up and say hey we're having a tournament or would you guys you know provide any sort of your product that you want to get out yep and they do yeah. and they're like yeah because they know we're going to talk about it they know we're going to post about it it's awesome that's you know you got to do this people <sighs> companies aren't giving away products for free they expect or hope that the people they're giving their products to are going to turn around and, and get talk some about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing too is this, it's like a lot of people get really, I don't know, I guess maybe frustrated or, or, uh, they have, they have some sort of like stress about like, Oh, what platform I got to be on this platform. I got to do such and such. I got to be, so it, the reality is this It's like, yes, if you're, if you're doing it, if you're, if you're creating content that's going on a specific platform and you're working with a partner, you, you got to have a little bit of redundancy on those, you know, you need yes. to, cause it's not, there are some people that go back and forth on multiple platforms, but really you have like, like the bulk of your audience is going to be people who focus on that one platform. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's obviously there's, there's the stuff that goes back and forth, but what I'm getting at is this, is that if you post something on your Instagram or in a YouTube video or something and you're promoting it, you really need to try to make the effort to go all the way around. Um, so it's like, if you're, I don't know, let's say you have an email list. You know, when you want to talk about promotion, that's like super direct and it's in everybody's inbox. But at the same time, you might actually only be reaching so many people. Look back at your, you know, open rate, <laughs> you know, as the people who actually open that email um, oh, and unsubscribe rate, stuff like that. So you actually have an idea of who you're sending to. You know, if you put something in an email list, follow that up with, you know, a post on your Instagram story uh, or a post on your Instagram feed as a regular post or a reel or something. And if you're going to post a reel, why not just just move it to TikTok as well if you're on there? You know, and I mean, that's something that everybody obviously, you know, you, you got to do what works best for you. Some people want to focus on specific platforms. Some folks find that Facebook is where things work out best. Cool. Put your efforts there. But if you're on Instagram, you're all you you have a Facebook account really. Um just feed that same stuff over there because you'll reach the maximum amount of people that way, you know, and, and this way, the partnership that you have then gets this kind of already built in. Exactly. You know, and, and I find for, for me, um, being a 
social butterfly and a talker, it, you know, all the, the folks that I'm involved with in one way, shape or form, whether it's with, you know, Ken Wood and MAKB, because he's the boss. Yep. I, I contact him with some regularity to say, here's what I'm thinking. Um, we've got some things coming up. You know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm constantly in, in, in contact with Lauren and Derek for a couple different reasons. Yep. And um, and Nakwa, I get in touch with every now and again, just to make sure, you know, I'll send Heidi a message saying, hey, we got this coming up. You guys want to be involved, blah, 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 whatever's going on. Sure. What, what I do is I try to, and I do it for the show too. If I have an idea, you you know, you were busy the other day. I'm like, oh, I got this great fucking idea. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. And, and you're like, yes, let's talk about it next week. You know what I mean? But I do oh, that yeah. all the time. And I, um, I had mentioned something I have going on that's not even fishing related, but I will be using Three Bells products to do, mm-hmm. right? That's and right. Lauren had said, yeah, Lauren had said, well, wait a minute. If you're going to do that, like, why not, you know, as you and I are always laughing about everything is content. She straight up said everything's content. She said, why don't you give Derek a call? Have him bring the GoPros out, film what you're doing. Yeah. And then you can, you know, we can use it. You can use it, whatever. I'm like that. You're fucking brilliant. I didn't even think of that. I, I couldn't believe I missed out on that. But she hit it, and I called Derek immediately, and I'm like, dude, Lauren's got this great idea. Yeah. You mind doing this? Can we set some time apart? He's like, absolutely. So, you know, I'm not going to say what it is, but we're going to have some um, non-fishing, I mean, I'm not going to say real world, but non-fishing use of some Three Bells products mm-hmm. that are going to be really interesting to see when Derek gets the video on. And, um I'm going to be using I'm going to be using some fun stuff in a different way to get something done that I have to get done um, for another organization that I'm involved in. It's just fucking crazy. So I look forward to that. Plus, you know, everybody's not going to be in these these circumstances or opportunities that I have to do um, or have to to display a product. But again, it's just as simple as, hey, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, check out whatever company's new offering. Um, Yeah. Check, you know, use Jigs and Bigs 20 for a discount code. It's that simple. Put a picture of it. The end. Move on to the next thing. Yep. It's all good. But the point is. And there are those, people who don't want to do this kind of shit. I and know. Then, but Then go ahead and don't do that. That's okay. But there are people that do want to create these relationships. And they do want to try to network and be involved with what's going on the industry or whatever you know how whatever name you want to call it like they want to do this kind of stuff and like this is how you make it a longer lasting sort of relationship and a more fruitful relationship for everybody involved exactly and and you know at the end of the year companies are if it's a discount code then they're i'm not going to say losing money but they could not be making as much but yeah. they're offering a discount code to somebody expecting or hoping that this person will represent their product and bring in more business for them. Yep. And if someone's not advertising, that's really what it is. If they're not marketing that product or company, the next year when it's time to choose their quote unquote pro team, their promotional team, mm-hmm. are they going to look at, I mean, what's what metric are they going to look at to decide who mm-hmm. is going to be on the team next year? Well, we've yeah. got Frank Rizzo right here. He posted 35 Instagram posts over a year. And we asked him to do X, Y, and Z, and he showed up and did it, right? He did everything we asked and a mm-hmm. little more because we weren't expecting 35 posts. Then we got Saul Rosenberg over here. and Saul, Saul has put, Rosenberg. Saul has put no posts up. It looks like he was locked in the bathroom, and there was a, an iRobot with a knife taped to it, and he couldn't get at his phone. He didn't do anything. Why, do we, why are we wasting our time with Saul? You know what Follow I'm saying? Follow Saul at Saul, damn you, at Saul. <laughs> 
Real mistake of us listening to the Jerky Boys on the way home from <laughs> Cape really, Cod. Huh? It really was. All this, it brought up all this stuff. And now Scott was like, you guys are weird. Yeah. I'm going to leave in the dark of the night. Scott's a quiet guy. And we, I was trying to get her. He used to, he was a, it just involved. It. Nelson knows what's going on. I mean, Nelson's known me long enough. Exactly. And he, sees, he sees the idiocy you and I bring out in each other. But poor Scott's sitting there going, what? the fuck is happening what is happening to me <laughs> did i make a did i make a mistake am i listening to the wrong show <laughs> no i i entered an opie and anthony contest <laughs> unfriggin believable man so i'm looking at some of the comments here lauren is agreeing with us it looks like tenfold yep she knows i she knows what can yeah. i say yeah, I mean, you know, you got you got to be nice to the, the people who are are helping you out, you know. And I mean, it's it's a relationship. You got to know also like when you're getting screwed, like when you know somebody's just saying like, "Oh yeah, here's a promo code, cool," and they're just not backing anything that you're doing necessarily. Keep in mind, like, what are they going to do? Make mortgage payments for you? Like, you gotta be realistic. But like, you know, maybe sharing some of your content is like enough that for you to say like, "Okay, they at least believe in what the hell I'm doing." You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. Yep. And, you know, especially especially if you're in the competitive world, like sponsors are a part of it. Because just having all of these things and having the trail alone, like you, you got to support your sponsors. and You got to be good to them. You know, it's a, it's a huge thing. And, yes, the Lauren nails it. She says it's a symbiotic relationship. It really is. Exactly. And it's, you know? I can't I, I am so sick of hearing myself say this. Yeah. I know what but, you're going to say. You know damn where well, I'm going to the underwear gnomes. I'm going there. It does not work out as catch fish, step two is nothing, and step three is sponsors. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. If you're fishing, all right, and you want sponsors, you are now not a fisherman. You are a fucking marketer. Yeah. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. that. people don't get that. And, you know, we're in different positions. We, thank God, you know, you, we, you and I are in a different position. You know, we're older. We, we're not, I don't know, we're not dreamers on this. We're not, you know, banking on tournament winnings to pay our rent, mm -hmm. um, to pay our mortgages. Like, we get to choose what we want to do. And I feel pretty happy with our partners right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. we're we're and we're looking pretty... to grow that. I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the things, you know, we're, we're looking to grow our connection with with other brands and. You know, that's one of the things that we kind of look at is like that. It's got to be a symbiotic relationship, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly. So, yeah, Lauren is Lauren is exactly right. Um, we see eye to eye on this. And yep. no, well, well, we keep bringing Lauren up. No, Three Bells did not push this on us. This was me. No, and, exactly. You know, like I said, a conversation yeah. I had with Ken that started this off and. I'm sure Lauren's happy to hear it. And we've had this but, conversation, yeah. you know, bits and pieces before, but like it's good to kind of nail it down and remind everybody, you know, hey, you know, if you're if you're working with somebody and they're they're gracious enough that they believe in what you're doing where they're going to offer you an uh, an inside deal on their product or they're going to give you free product or they're actually going to pay you as, you know, a commission for helping drive sales to them, something like that. It's a, it's, you know, if if you want to have that go somewhere, it's a good idea to be good to them. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, figure out. Uh, ideally, the biggest tip that I would say for anybody: iron out the details of that relationship early. 
I was just going to say that. Ask what they want. They're going to give you something you want. Ask what they want. Like, hey, do you guys use Facebook? Do you use Instagram? Should I, you know, what do you prefer? And they'll say, well, you've got X amount of followers on Instagram and X plus 5,000 on Facebook. Post on Facebook. But if you throw it on Instagram too, bonus. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a a relationship. Just like any other relationship you have. It's a two-way fucking street. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. And we're we're lucky enough, we have a relationship with Three Bells that not only are we symbiotic, but they don't care how many times we say fuck on the air. Thank God. That's the best thing. Thank God. Hang on. (laughs) Fox 61 wouldn't let you say fuck on the air. I'm just saying. I I remember when we first started talking with Three Bells and we're like, look, you got to understand, we say what we want. Like, are you okay with that? And Lauren's like, oh. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I was about to say absolutely, but Lauren did not say that. <laughs> I can't stop swearing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's jigs and bigs. This is what we do. Yep. Oh my goodness. Where All are right. we at now? Was that just a tip? Okay, so take care of your sponsors the way they take care of you. Next. Next. Oh, I got your next. been looking forward to this because i i gotta tell you i love when we get some good local juice makes me smile it makes it warms the cockles of the brb's heart look you started just a tip with, with hot sauce i gotta tell you yeah <laughs> can i i i may or may not be speaking from personal experience i'm gonna leave this in a gray area but i did buy i i have to thank uh wisco baits they made the oh yeah the Paul Roberts That's y'all right. look shirts. Yes. Did I tell you what I did with mine? You or may, did. Or may or may not have done with mine. You did. <laughs> so if you walk into the room where your loved one is sitting and you're only wearing that shirt and you put a leg up and say, y'all look, you may get a comedic response. <laughs> I do not advise doing that in a public area or to coworkers. But if someone has seen you. In, y'all in look. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Y'all. Not saying it happened. Just saying if it did happen at my house this week, it was really fucking funny. But I'm not saying it happened. Exactly. Can't confirm nor deny, but. Nope. Y'all look. Where was (sighs) it? Oh, FTG. Let's talk cliches, Bobby. This this cliche stuff. I I immediately thought of this, and I was like, thank you, two assholes. Two assholes. Oh, yeah. Cousin John and I went fishing, and we got off the water. And as we were getting off the water, there was a gentleman, 55-degree water, standing up in a canoe in the wind with an adorable, an absolutely adorable rat dog sitting on the stadium seat of his canoe. And he's, he's dressed for the weather. He's dressed so, you know, the wind won't affect him, but he's wearing like a flannel shirt and jeans. And just so happened where I was fishing, there are two parking lots that can be seen from the ramp. The two parking lots are separated by a gate mm-hmm. that is normally closed. It's for access for the, uh, I don't know, what would you call maintenance workers, whoever's maintaining the place, whatever. On the part that could not get to us, there was a state police cruiser. And I, I said to Cousin John, I said, dude, paddle in. I'll be, I'll be in the minute. All right. And I went over to the guy in the canoe. I said, 
really softly because this was the best way to approach it. I wasn't the boss of him. I just let him know what he probably could not see. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, man, just so you know, there's a state cruiser right there, a state cop right there. And I don't know if this is their jurisdiction or not, but this was just for me. I said, it's after September 15th. You're not wearing a life vest. You got one in your boat? And he said, nah, man, I'm good. (laughs) I said, all right, I'm out of here. That was, I did my due. If you're going to risk a fine and or you know hypothermia yeah i'm out i um, i i did i did what i had to do did you when when you asked this question because i i know that body of water where you're at and probably not a lot of wreck traffic at that time right pretty chill myself john the gentleman in the canoe and a small boat with an outboard like a like a v-haul okay so it. generally out there it's it's pretty quiet out there I'm curious if you were able to hear some sounds like this when you asked this guy this question. What 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 kind of an absolute fucking idiot is his dog was comfy. I don't know. I, I, it was windy out. I I couldn't hear those those wonderful noises, but I just I I don't know, man, like People just don't get it, and then you see drownings, and you see hyperthermia, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, know. I, I did what I look at. I did. I approached this guy in the most non-confrontational, not going to start a fight way. Like I was looking out. Yeah, for you him were looking out for him. And I just don't want to. He see just guys didn't down. give and a shit. Yeah, and I, I didn't give him any shit about it. I'm like, fucking, that's all right. It's on you, buddy. Now this is where you and I are different people. Because I 100% upon getting out of the water, assuming that cruiser was still there, would have gone to talk to the cop and say, hey, man, I don't know if this is your jurisdiction for this, (laughs) but uh, I saw you over here and I mentioned to the guy on the water uh, that uh, it's after September 15th and he uh, should be careful because he's not wearing a life vest or if he has one in the boat, he should put it on. Um, I'd be like, you know, if it is your thing. He'd probably learn more from a citation or whatever, you know, he's got to got to go than me looking out for him, you know. And then yeah, but I'm, I have a feeling he'd be he'd say like, yeah, it's not my problem or whatever. Well, fuck him. Let him drown. <laughs> well, the, the gentleman would have seen me walk over to the state cruiser, possibly would have gotten my plate. I don't need that shit. I just I did what I I, I did the right thing, man. I, I just yeah. alerted. I alerted someone who may or may not have known about that law that they, in fact, were breaking the law and were a danger to themselves. And oh, their yeah. Little dog, and their little dog, too. And that little dog, too. That fucking piece of shit. So there's part one. I left that in the dust and said, I'm just going to bring the boat up. Now, yep. It's your business at this point. I did describe the previous FTG, the gentleman that gave me the what the fuck arms and just didn't, for whatever reason, wanted to drive on the wrong side of the road and not around me simultaneously. I don't know what that's about. Yes. But then blame me for it. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I pulled up and parked in the same spot as a point this time and told John, I do this every time. I'm on the correct side of the road. I'm not blocking the ramp. I'm not anywhere near the ramp. Yeah. Fuck everybody. All these guys can eat a bucket of dicks. Yes. And as as I loaded my boat in and John was unpacking his, there was a gentleman perpendicular to my truck enjoying his lunch break i'm guessing or crack cocaine i have no idea one of the maybe both i would say probably both yep and this guy just this is the cliche that that every kayak angler is now dealing with oh yeah on the water 
This guy rolls his window down and yells as loud as he can, now 20 feet away from me. My truck was off, and so was his. You need all them rods? I carry six. That, you know? And that's I not, and that's it. really not a lot either. No, I've, I know people that carry nine to 15, yeah. anywhere yeah. like 10 to 15. And I said, look, dude, it's just like golf. The different rods for different weights. Yep. Just like in golf, it's different rods for different or different clubs for different distances or different lays. And he just kind of shook his head and drove off. And I'm like, well, that was fucking useful. Fuck you. What did that do? You know, this is probably like one of the guys that fucking waits for the trout trucks to come by and he's got a net. Because yeah. there are people out there like that. And that's just lame. So um, two guys, five minutes apart. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you and fuck you right there. Two of them. To them, one body of water never fails to disappoint. Too what a what a way to 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 to, to ruin a, a good arepa experience. You know what I mean? Oh oh no, they they couldn't ruin that. Okay, well, that's they good. At least they didn't take that from you. You know what I mean? There's no way I was burping that up for hours. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Ken Wood has a few rods. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He has Ken, Ken carries Ken. Yeah, he does. And then Ken said the same thing. There's always, I think Ken had a video up. Hey, yep. well, you need all them rods? <laughs> you fucking, what are you doing with all them rods? Well, fishing, ass clown. But let me let me try to throw an ultralight lure with a fucking, you know, surf caster or a, you know, an ultralight rod throwing a, a swim bait. Yep. Sure. You know, just whatever. I, I, you know, hey, I love, I love stepping up on a par five, right? With a huge fairway and just grabbing my fucking putter. Yep. You know, smashing that sucker. Uh, me, that. yeah, I get. A, I, I use a sand wedge for everything. I drove. I drove. I like the movie 30, The Money Pit. Thirty feet, I knocked it right off the tee. Look at I that. <laughs> I mean, look. I know. I know. I should be at this point a little forgiving because yeah. we talked about who we were talking about. Minnesota, right? We were. We had a Minnesota conversation in the car. Yeah. And I was saying, yeah. like, no one's seen pedal kayaks in this place. We were. We were yeah. talking about Minnesota. Yep. And it is true. Like, I go out to Minnesota, and I brought that pedal kayak, and people were people were flabbergasted that this was happening in front of them. There was a kayak with pedals on it. And to a lesser extent, like, locally, we run into that. People, oh, that's really yeah. cool. Remember the guy that we saw at the gas station? First thing that's he said. That's a hell he was, of a rig. He's like, wow, that's crazy. How would you put that together? That's what you need. You know, and it's yeah. just like, you know, I make the same kind of, especially in that setting. I'm like, well, yeah, when gas was like four ninety a gallon, I'm especially glad to be able to just pedal my fat ass across the water, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. There, there's cliches out there and just, just keep happening. Yeah. Just keep happening. No one wants to learn anything. Guys, just because you fucking finished high school with whatever GPA you had does not mean you need to stop learning in life. Fuck. Yeah. Pull up your socks, boys. Uh, I'm I think disgusted. I'm think sorry. We, I'm yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Sean and Bobby sat in disgusted silence for 35 seconds. The listening public was grossed out just as much. Fair enough. <laughs> we got fucking drums. Oh, oh look at this. I got I to gotta get back on Fishing Chaos here. Oh, it's fucking reset. Come on, oh, Fishing Chaos. Oh, fucking Fishing Chaos. It's chaotic the way that app runs. <laughs> what's, what's chaotic is Jerry Multi-House dropping into first place after two weeks. He gave Nelson, Nelson at dinner last night was like, the dude gave everyone two weeks. And he was... 
He was so sincere in that. He's like, like, what kind of a baller move is that to be like, you guys get a two-week head start. Go ahead, catch some fish. It'll be fine. And then, you know, immediately, bang, like 200 inches. Yeah, not even, I mean, it's not even like he jumped in with a couple of fish. He had like 15 points after two days. He caught everything. He did. So. Jerry is is one to reckon with in these tournaments. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead. We have a we have a top three here. Uh, third place by himself with eight points is Nelson. Now, last week when Nelson and I were on this body of water, I did make mention that I caught a perch and kind of ragged him about it. Said, sure. ah, I got a perch. Took took one of your points away. That's right. And then he immediately stomped on like everything and just came back with like four points: trout, rock bass, everything he was catching. Right? I don't think he caught a rock bass. But whatever. He caught all these fish, put a bunch of points up. So Nelson is in eighth by himself. Or excuse me, Nelson is in um, third place with eight points by himself. I'm actually uh, third place. I'm in fourth place, tied with um, with Mike Hansen, um, with six points. So I'm there. I you know I'm I've got next week. I've got a uh, a tournament coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, I have a shot at maybe maybe getting a few more points. But I'm you know I'm not going. I don't think I'm going to be in the money on this one. I think it's uh, I think it's foregone. But Nelson's got eight. He's by himself in third po- third place, tied for second. We got a three way tie. Gravy fishing. Brian Jensen and Steve Galloway all have nine points each. Oh, that's and awesome. Then, yeah, and then sitting by himself is Jerry House, thirteen. Although I will say this, Jerry, if you're listening, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry had fourteen points until I got on that white perch yesterday which I did. I'm very upset I didn't bring a cooler. I don't know if you saw the size of that white perch, Bobby, but that was uh, that was a meal, my friend, and I did not yeah. have a cooler with me. So uh, Jerry lost a point because I went I went over him on the, on the white perch. I'm very, very pleased with myself. It feels gonna go good. Hi- I'm going to go hibernate now. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> so there you go. There's, our, our again, our final Jigs and Bigs tournament. We got a week and a day left, and uh, Jerry House is teaching class pay attention he's, he is he's given a clinic and i mean you know we said it last night around the table while we were talking we're just like jerry like his his performance and success and and his ability to just get on crazy fish is a true testament to the the time he spent on the water exactly like he fishes it's, it's, constantly it. like we're i mean it, it, it it's unbelievable and we haven't had jerry on and i think we need to change that yeah, we I gotta get Jerry on. I think this winter, maybe you and I, we should we should get together and do an on the ice recording with Jerry. We could do that. We have that some could plans. Be fun. Yeah, we have we have some plans for this winter. Um, we're not going to get into those plans. Yep. but it could involve Jerry House. We it could. hope it does. So, cool, man. That's uh, that's all I got from Dothraki Land. I'll actually have a little more next weekend when we talk. Yep. But uh, for now, we're just let's wrap this this one up and then head over to Bait of the Week because, uh, oh boy. Bait of the week's a good one. Oh, it is. Cheeks and pigs. Bait of the week. You know, for this one here, I I'm just gonna hand this right over to uh, Mr. Sean the Fisherman because uh, I have a soft spot in my heart uh, for rattle traps of all kinds. I love a lipless crankbait, uh, and I have I don't think I've ever thrown. Uh, a shad wrap. Rattlin' wrap. Rattlin' wrap. Excuse me. Rattlin see? Rap. I'm fucking, I'm a moron. 
I don't think it's I've ever, right. thro- ever thrown a rattling rap. So let's talk. All, it's all good. Um, lipless crankbaits. Now, I remember getting a rattle trap, an actual Bill, Bill Lewis, Lewis rattle trap, yep. years and years and years ago. And it was, I think the first two I had were, uh, man, this is, I don't know how I remember this shit. I had one in Fire Tiger and I had one in Blue Chrome. Mm-hmm. And they Classic. were float. They were floating models. Oh, okay. The, the first two lipless crankbaits I ever got a hold of were floating models. I was actually scared to fish subsurface for years. I learned to start fishing subsurface, man, in the aughts. You know, I, I really, I, really, I, I was always throwing topwater. I like I knew that you threw a lot of topwater, but I didn't realize it was for, you know, concern of fishing subsurface or anything. Well, where I fished, there were so many weeds. Like, and oh, it, yeah. it was so shallow. Like, yep. it was, there was there was no point. So I would always throw. Yeah, it didn't really matter if you're fishing yeah, that flo- shallow. Floating Rapalas, Buzzbaits, and Zara Spooks, walkers yep. of all types were just. It's all I threw for years. Mm-hmm. I never, th- I never threw plastics. Um. Yeah, I, I stuck with that, and I got those those floating rattle traps to try, and I never caught a damn thing with them. Yeah. Fast forward a few years. I'm living in Nebraska, and I go into I don't know some sort of a I don't know pawn shop or consignment shop. I don't know what the hell it was, right? And they had a little mug and lure kit, and it was a a Rapala mug. And I actually still have all the mugs. I ended up finding three of them, the same one. Oh wow! And each one came with um, an R and R seven, which is a Rattlin Rap seven. Yeah, uh, seven seven being of course centimeters because they're in Europe. Which that's is right. cool. I wish we would go to metric. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Um, and uh, it was a bluegill color, and I'm like, wow, that's got to work. It looks like a bluegill. There's bluegills everywhere. Yeah, of course. And that was 2000, man, three or four. And that lure sat. And I never did anything with it. And then somewhere around like 20, maybe 2008, maybe 2007. Yeah, I started throwing that, and I don't know why I, I, I would start like I think I read somewhere about counting down, letting it drop, and then just really using it as a depth finder, and that kind of resonated with yeah. me. And I started doing that when, and it just I started catching fish with that that bluegill, you know, R and R seven, and from there, uh, then I started expanding a little bit. I found a red crawl one, and then here's where it really hit, and where I started. I think this is one of the first like big days i ever had where i caught 30 something fish 40 mm-hmm. whatever so i think it was 30 fish um mixtures of bass and perch the yep. perch were actually swimming with the bass picking off baby herring in, in a lake on the cape oh okay and i had i had one chrome rattlin wrap it was a size r&r seven or i think it might have been an eight and uh it looked just like these herring Oh and yeah, these, these these herring were getting crushed, and in in one day I caught a four thirteen and like a five five, and that sold me on these things. And I was burning them. These this this body of water was only it was eh, it was like four or five feet deep. It had a hole that was like eight, and I was ripping this thing. Gotcha. Right right over the bottom, and uh, if anywhere that there was a, a school chasing the herring, um, I would pick off four or five fish, and those big ones were in there, and that's what sold me. So from there. Um, I keep, I, I mainly keep R and R sevens. Unfortunately, Rapala doesn't do all of their R and R seven colors in the eights. So the eight has a smaller selection of colors. Oh, okay. And what kind of irks me about these things is I know how 
good they are for whatever reason they're rattling mm-hmm. is I'm guessing different size BBs or whatever from from rattle traps or from cotton cordell rattling spots or you know name your brand yeah um red eye shad whatever yeah, whatever yeah exactly exa- I know yeah. we can go on forever on different lipless crankbaits but th- there's some vintage Rapala colors that aren't represented and kind of drives me nuts to the point where I've I actually know a lure painter <clears throat> which you know too and yep. I've actually oh, said yeah. I, I might I might get a couple of these bone ones can you re- if I strip them can you re- repaint them for me the way I want and he said yes possibly so we're we'll I'm working that out but that's awesome yeah and mimicking you know Rapala colors that mm-hmm. that work um, that are proven in my arsenal so I love them. I'm surprised um, they wouldn't at least release them in a limited, you know, quantity, like like a limited run or something like that. Yeah, like especially know. a you know color like bone, you know. Well, you know what's you know what's funny? Like, I have one that I don't, I will never throw. Did I ever yep. tell you that? Yeah, I think you've mentioned it. I have, I have. It's actually sitting downstairs in my basement, just kind of in a display piece. And I wish I never would have taken it out of the box, but I did. I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, so with, and I'll I'll continue to say this. Apologies to everyone in the South who doesn't believe this, but if you go up there, you'll believe it. Minnesota is the fishingest state in the nation. Yeah. Right? It is fishingest. And one of my buddies that, that lives up there, one of my military buddies said, hey, man, I picked something up for you. He is a, uh, either him or his wife. I can't remember who. I think it might be his wife. Is a, is a twin season ticket holder. Oh, and yeah. To, to all of their season ticket holders, they had Rapala R&R7s printed up with a, a baseball Minnesota Twins pattern, and he gave me one of them. I'm like, well, that's awesome, dude. I appreciate that. So I got Hell that yeah. sitting downstairs just as a little display piece. I'll never throw it. Um, but those lures, for whatever reason, um, I, I they work everywhere. Like, they work across the country. I've caught fish on them. I've, I Actually, this is, this is a really good story. With without knowing really how the fish in Oklahoma behaved my first trip down there. And mm-hmm. the first time I fished in Oklahoma, I caught one fish in two weeks of fishing. It was my first six pounder. Yeah. And it was on, it was on a red craw Rapala Rattlin wrap size R seven. I mean, these things just, they catch fish. Yeah. I bring them into Minnesota and I, I've, I've made no secret that I, I use bigger rattle traps there for, especially for pike. Sure. But but the amount of pike that I've caught on the rattling wraps, I just had to take that next step up to get the bigger pike. So I was I went with size, and I'm catching fewer of them. Yeah, but they but don't there. make you know yeah, exactly. And Rapala doesn't make that size. You know they're not making a one ounce or a three quarter ounce. Mm-hmm. Those R and R eights do a great job, and the R and R sevens catch fish too. Uh, I'll tend to catch more bass and smaller pike with them. But if I'm looking for big pike, you know I have to bump up to something that Rapala doesn't make. Yeah. That being said, I mean I still keep one, two, three, four. Yeah, four separate colors of Rattlin wraps in R and R seven in all of them. And some if they have eights, I keep those. And there's one particular color that I keep in fives and threes. Oh, okay. Like I go up and down, and those fives and threes are small enough that I can actually throw them with spinning gear. Huh. They're tiny. They're only well, yeah. in, in the two and a half inch long lures. Yeah. So um I can go on and on about the amount of fish and the size of fish that I've caught with these things. Yeah. They're my they're one of my favorite cold water lures, but mm-hmm. don't write them off in the summer. If there's rain coming down and the fish need that rattle and they need that that noise to to track down the, the bait, yeah. Try throwing it there. Um I mean don't forget you've got you've got plenty of crankbaits that have rattles in them. 
I just, man, I, I just, I can't get away from using these things. It's year in, year out. And, um, you know, while we're talking here, yep. I am going to pull up my log and just give a, a quick couple of numbers. While yeah, a quick you, couple numbers on this. So if while you want to jump in. While you're doing that, how let's go over how you, what it is that you throw these on. For listeners, if they're just like, yeah, I don't really, same thing. Maybe I don't throw, you know, lipless cranks or whatever. Like, what do you throw them on? I throw it on the same rod that I throw. I mean, this this rod setup is mainly for lipless crankbaits and mm-hmm. chatterbaits with spinnerbaits on the side. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I'll use it for square bills, too. This is my this is my workhorse rod. This is my chuck and wind. So I have a seven. Let me think. I can't remember if seven or seven one. It's at least seven, if not seven one. Mm-hmm. Medium heavy, fast action tip, uh, Arc Invoker Pro. And I have, I, I had to bump up. Usually I throw an extremely slow bait caster, like a five, three to one or something like that, like a under six um, gear ratio. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't find those anymore in left handed. Lose, you're killing me. I love your reels, but you're fucking not giving me the selection I want. So I had to bump up to a six, three or a six, four, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. It's over six now. Um, and then. I was throwing these things for years with 12-pound um, Invisex. I've bumped up to 15 because of the fact that I do throw chatterbaits and yep. squarebills in some messy shit, and I just find that the line lasts longer. And gotcha. If, if I do bump into something and then a fish pulls it off the bump, I, I minimize my chances of losing the lure and the fish, especially since I've been fishing tournaments. So I throw it with 15-pound tests. I got really, you. Yeah, really, this 15-pound test and the setup I use is set up perfectly for chatterbaits, I feel, and, you know, lipless crankbaits, which for me, yeah. it's it's the Rattlin' Wraps. I mean, I have very few other ones that I experiment with. I, I will grab one every now and again. If I find a pattern that's working in a square Something bill. Something that looks and, cool, and this, yeah. Something that, yeah, this, just, that works. Yeah, and, this, and the same company is making a, a lipless. I'll give that a try and mm-hmm. keep a couple, but they get weaned out pretty quickly. You know what? I have to take um, and uh, and say I have with Rattlin wraps. I have thrown one before. I had and this thing. It must have been a three because yeah. it was it was very very small and it was that bluegill color. Because I looked at, yeah. I wanted to take a look and, and see what they've got available. So I'm looking at Tackle Warehouse right now, and I'm looking at it, and they've got uh, the bluegill in uh, in the, in the seven. Um, that's available, and yeah, I've I've had that pattern before, and unfortunately, lost. It was a good bait too. Yeah. First first and lipless I've ever caught a fish on. One of the things I want to bring up is their ability, even at the R and R sevens, to be a big fish lure. So like, I have my tendencies, and you can see, and you know, I I I talked about this with one of the other lures we've gone over in bait of the week. Yep sometimes I can see trends that, okay, like I had a good 10 years or five years with this one lure and then things have faded off because I found like maybe a replacement for it. I'm throwing something else more consistency, right? I'm looking at lipless crankbait. This is fish over 17 inches. So 2009, nothing. 2010, six. 11 was three. 12 was three. 13 was three. None in 14. Six and 15. Three and 16. One and 17, two and 18, six and 19, three and 20, nothing in 21, and one and 22. And this has been a down year for me. So yeah. I'm not too uh, bent out of shape about it. But this is one of these few lures. When I look at this graph, it goes all the way across. Every year, mm-hmm. almost every year, 
I'm catching big fish with these things. Yeah. You know, they, they attack them, especially in cold water. Um, one thing, you know, actually another good story I'll tell that really worked out was, um, I think it was 2008 when I really first started getting into these things and I wasn't throwing them on, I wasn't as fine tuned with the gear. I was throwing this on a, <laughs> on a fucking, uh, on an ugly stick that was extremely whippy, oh, but it yeah. was a heavy, heavy, ugly stick. And I had a, and my first real, the way I learned to use baitcaster reels was with the, uh, the Abu Garcia ambassador series because mm-hmm. it's simple. It only, you know, the, the, the bare bones one only have a spool tension. That's all you have to worry about. Yeah. So just minimum, you know, really focusing on that helped me learn how to bait cast. And I caught a bass that was like four and a half pounds. It's four and a half pounds. Why am I bragging about this? Yeah. Because it was in fucking 39 degree water in Massachusetts. Yeah. I just slowly cranked it and it fucking got smoked. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I was not. That was the first real cold water, like sub 40 degree water fish that I ever caught. And it was on a, an R&R 8 in Fire Tiger, I think. No shit. I can look. I can verify that. But yeah, it was yeah. cold water. Um, that was actually the first uh, the first kayak I had with a fish finder. I think it was the first trip I made out. I was so eager to get on the water. Yeah. And of, of course, this is back in the day. I had no idea that if I was going in the water, I was dying. I just didn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. I was, wearing, just... I was wearing winter stuff. It snowed that day. Yep. But um, Come these on. lures, it, and here's the, the, the biggest sales point, pun intended, on these. Did you see their price? They're fucking affordable. They're very affordable. Yeah. They're wicked under, they're affordable. Usually under five dollars, you can find a, a Rattlin wrap in a size R and R seven yep. for under five dollars for the most part. Am I correct on that? I, I on Tackle Warehouse they got it five forty nine. So you're five bucks. Yeah, you and, still. Um, I, as with most of my crankbaits, I do yeah. I do substitute out the uh, the front hook. I like putting a red hook on there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that makes a difference, that's there, up to the individual angler. Yeah, it, it really and honestly, I mean, if it makes if if it, it doesn't make any difference, it'll definitely make a difference in your confidence. If it's something that you're stuck yep. on, that's a big deal. Um, a lot of people change out hooks uh, on on yeah. you know, especially you know, crankbait trouble hook baits when they get them right out of the package because you'll hear like, oh yeah, the hooks they send on these just aren't that great. Or some people make their decision on the baits that they want to throw based on like, no, they come with really good hooks. I love like. The six cents stuff. I like that. I like their hooks. I think they're great. I haven't really run into that. Lots of times I will use a bait until I have to change out the hooks. I bend one out or something. Um, but I like putting I like putting the red one on front, and when I do, I bump up a size. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I just I like I like the front end being a lot heavier, mm-hmm. and when it really get it, down, I've actually yeah, I've caught fish on these things on the drop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I I love them, man. I think I personally think that when it comes to like if you're a if you're a pond angler, I think a a, a rattle trap in your pocket is a, actually a terrible idea. In your tackle box is a great <laughs> is where you want to store these things, um, because you can you you know you can fish them in a lot of situations. If you're a bank angler, it can be frustrating. You know what I mean? But like that depth finder, like trick like you're talking about counting it down to the bottom and then getting an idea of you know oh well, i'm getting bites here and counting it down to that level and then starting it or what i do is i count it down to the weeds that's what yeah. i learned to really fish like yep. that that adds a whole new layer if you're not using any sort of sonar unit yep that adds a whole new layer to your fishing you can start mapping this thing out in your head oh yeah um, yeah because then you're like oh, okay so I'm, I'm i'm hitting weeds about this deep 
here, yep. and then all of a sudden it just drops. So here's the edge, and this must be kind of how it looks. And you could say, well, I let that drop five seconds last time. Let's let it drop four seconds or three seconds and see if I hit the weeds, and you want to yeah. pull it over the weeds. But, I mean, every situation, largemouth and smallmouth, pike, everything hits these things, and they love that. That size 7 just seems to be one of those magic little yeah. sizes that looks like any – you know, mimics the size of pretty much any and every bait fish. Yeah, that's awesome, um, man. Give them a try. That Rapala bluegill color for those is fantastic. Rapala's fire tiger is fantastic. The red craw is good. I did um, see that they have a bone orange belly uh, on Tiger they do. Warehouse. And yes, and that is uh, that is another good one. That's, yeah. that's one that really does well in Minnesota. So mm. give it a try. I love them. Um, they are my favorite lipless crankbait far, by far and away. Um, I always have numbers of them in my box and spares at yep. home because hey it is a lipless crankbait you're gonna lose some every once in a while yeah it's yeah you know just get give it a try let me know what you think yeah that's all you there's can do bait, there's your bait of the week folks bait of the week man we're talking freaking you know what i would love to actually fool her because i don't think i've ever thrown a ribbon wrap so the same concept, but they're skinnier and heavier, and those—that's yeah. really for vertical vertical jigging. Gotcha, gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. That makes. sense. I do a lot of horizontal retrieves with a rattlin. I mean, I yep. jig like a crankbait. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I do. Have, I think I have one, ripping. Maybe one. Yeah, one ripping wrap. I think. I just I just bought it to try it, or I got it. I found it at a discount bin, and it was one of the colors that matched what I use. And I said, "What the hell? I'll give it a run." Yeah. So beautiful. All right, try guys. it, folks. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We will be back in just a bit. We got to wrap this show up. We got a short one this week because mainly had a little scheduling conflict pop up with our uh, interview guest, but we'll have some more interviews coming for you soon. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys with uh, the wrap up of the show right after this. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. Oh, it's just... <laughs> Another one of those. Why do I? I every, every time after that music, I come back and I sound like an old grandpa after Thanksgiving. Like, oh, I ate too much fucking turkey and stuff, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> or you sound like something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, Lauren, hey, Lauren's dropping in real quick. <laughs> she is. Yep. KFL Championship is this weekend. Maulers in Indianapolis. Mass Maulers did it again. They went on a run. They're heading out to the championship. Lauren's heading out there from Three Bells. Good luck to the guys. 
and uh, have fun out win there. Win us Warren. another one, guys. Win, win. Yes, bring home the bacon. Yeah, bring, bring it, bring that title home, fellas. And uh, you know, good luck. Yeah, freaking going to chick. I love it. Um, man, what a what a what a crazy week. Oh. Kusa, I fucked up. It wasn't. They beat Indianapolis last week. My bad. Kusa Kingfishers. My bad. My ah. bad, Lauren. They got it. <laughs> I'm a failure. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's Dustin versus Ken. That's going to be yep. interesting. Well, huh. uh, the big question is, Lauren, where are you putting your money? Uh, what, what what's going on with you here? Because because there is a little bit of a conflict of interest. You know, I mean, you got Ken and Dustin team members head to head. If you're p- placing bets, where are you where are you putting your money, Lauren? Who's yeah. your favorite kid, Lauren? Oh, wow! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know why, but the, the the viewer count just dropped by one. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> wow, that comment did it. <laughs> no, I guess it was. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, you know what I did want to talk about was uh, some of the stuff coming up for this winter. Um, you know, obviously with fishing slowing and stuff, you got a couple things that we are planning on delivering. Obviously, uh, of course, we've got the Veterans Day special uh, in the works. That's something that we have that we is lined up. We've also got the holiday gift guide for anglers, and this is going to be a pretty diverse one. I I, I feel like this year, um, and I'm hoping to be able to actually try some gear out real soon in the next couple of weeks, so that I can give a good sort of. Um, uh, bit of info about this so I can actually recommend it, but all kinds of stuff that we want to obviously push and let you guys know about. Um, that's coming up. But also, one of the things I was kind of thinking about wheeling in here was I have been working on something now for like the last year, and I finally got some parts for it that I'm really, really excited. It's geeky bullshit. Uh, but it's got to do with my EDC, my everyday carry. And I'm really into this shit. Like, you know, I would, I, th- I think it's kind of stupid, like th- th- posting, like this is what I carry with me. But I've been putting together this little bag, and I think, I think, Sean, I think I, I showed you guys on you showed, Friday. You showed me your bag, amongst other things. There, well, there was Kikishi. There, were, there were two things in there. I mean, where is this bag? Feel around for this. Ah, here we go. So I have this bag that I use, this like Maxpedition sort of like pouch that I can put all kinds of stuff in. And what I like to do is I like to keep this in my backpack, which pretty much goes with me everywhere. Like whether I go on a hike, I take out my stuff that I use for work and I fill it with hike stuff. If I'm going out and I'm if, I, if I'm traveling, I want to have this with me. So like one of the things that I had just picked up that I'm really freaking stoked about is um, these uh, bits for my Leatherman. Because, yes. you know, I mean, they just come in crazy handy. And I'm psyched about it because I started putting this together almost a year ago, like probably 10 or 11 months. And it was freaking unbelievable. I, I found this. I, I had uh, I wanted to upgrade my Leatherman, and I did. I, I picked up a Wave Plus. And uh, I one of the reasons why I chose this one is because it's got a bit driver on it, which is super convenient. But the Leatherman bits are so hard to come by. Uh, they just sell out, and then they're just not available. But, I mean, there's so you can do everything with this sucker. So I am so freaking stoked for this. So I put that in here. But the other thing I put in there was a a ratchet head 
for this bit driver that I just think is absolutely unbelievable. So the reason why I bring this up is because if you guys are interested in some of this kind of like EDC stuff, I would love to talk to some people about either products that they're making, you know, because you find like folks that will make multi-tools and like key accessories for like organization and things like that. Uh, And some of this stuff, I've been looking into stuff that is handy to use on the water. Um, And this is actually part of the reason why I carry a Leatherman. Because when I, you know, like when I go out to work, I always have it with me and, uh, you know, whether I need it to, you know, grab a treble hook from a fish that I just caught or, you know, or I'm using it to, you know, put together uh, a a busted XLR cable, you know, or something like that. I'm trying to fix something. I've got the tools needed to be able to do it. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, let us know, you know, reach out, shoot us something on uh on Instagram or, or on Facebook, shoot us a DM or, or even email us. Let us know. Let us know what, what you think because I would love to go over some of the the bigger details and stuff. Oh, I got a feeling I know what you're talking about, Lauren. Yeah, I think I think uh, you and I see eye to eye on some of this stuff. Um, but it's just one of these things. Like I like to 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 have some stuff lined up. Um, so if you're interested in that. Let us know. I'd like to kind of go on a tangent, you know, and, and maybe maybe do some shit there. Uh, I don't think I have anything else, man. I don't either. It's been a long weekend. It has and, been. Uh, yeah, we're. Uh, I, I should say this. Uh, we're not morons. I mean, we're morons, but we're like we're not that big of morons. Uh, we are. Uh, hey, hey, speak for yourself. We had a lot going on yesterday, and I thought about this. I was like, should we, should we just record an interview at the restaurant? And I'm like, you know what? We have a lot of shit happening. Let's just enjoy this. So we're going to be recording with Scott very soon, which is awesome because it lets him kind of like shake off all the jigs and bigs filth of the weekend that he's been like <laughs> essentially in, 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 embalmed in really over the next couple of days. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure he's having a, a heart to heart with, you know, his family and he's just like, I- I've seen some shit. And uh, I'm going to need you guys to be here for me and to uh, support me as I come back from this great tragedy. (laughs) Did you see how he reacted? Were you close to it? Were you in earshot when I said to Nelson, man, I'm pissed off. I got that perch. I wish I would have brought the, you know, because we had an option to stop and get a cooler and some ice. And I said, nah, fuck it. We're not. I'm not worried about it. Let's not do that. Not today. Right. Even though we probably would have got some ice from from the restaurant sure oh yeah but nelson was close to me and scott was nearby and i said oh man big white perch should have brought a should have brought a cooler and ice and he just looked over and i said damn it scott this is all your fault why the fuck did we bring <laughs> i did hear that because <laughs> i was overfishing <laughs> that point still and i was like oh wow i was laughing you, my ass off dude did you hear his response that just shows he is i think one of yes our- he fits right in he says, well, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Excellent, Scott. I will fish with you any day of the week. Buddy. He fits awesome. in. He definitely, definitely yep. does, man. Uh, <clears throat> I love it, man. Well, guys, right. we are going to wrap this sucker up. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's fall. It's getting chilly. You know, later on the end of this week, it's going to be like sub freezing uh, in some areas in all, in in our local you know area anyway. Uh, get out there while you can. 
Make the most of it. And uh, like we always say, it's an ass smoke some grass. <laughs>
Nothing. We're going to get out of here. Gotcha. I love it. Oh, shit. Roadkill Nick is in here. Whoa. Nick, where? He's Holy back. Fuck. 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 We haven't had Roadkill Nick in here in quite some time. Forever. Look at Welcome that. back, Nick. He does say he likes listening at work, that we make it very bearable, and we make that shift on Tuesday morning, that first half of the shift, go by quickly. That's good. Wow. Welcome back. Fucking A, man. All right. We are rolling. Oh, you say. Recorded over that whole thing. All right. Where's the music here? Rolling at three. We got you two. What's up there, Chief? What's up there, Chief? Yeah, how you doing? I got tons of trains over here. Well, bring them in. Where are you? You know where Grand Avenue is in Hey, whoa, whoa. I got all these trains. I can't carry them. See, my old man gave them to me when I was a way little tyke. I never use trains. I don't like trains. I like cars, fast cars, and fast women. <laughs> so why don't you buy these trains off me so I can spend the money on fast women? I need your address. All right, 78 78 Metropolitan. That's right on Metropolitan. Is it a private house? Yeah, it's a house. It's right next door to that all-night deli. Hey, bring some Vaseline, too. What? Don't you need that for the trains? Well, I I just want to look at them, and I don't want to see them. Well, I got that tunnel there, too. Is it a uh, metal tunnel or a paper tunnel? No, it's flesh. Right. 70 on 78th Street. That's right, Bucktooth. When are you coming over? Be over there in about 20 minutes. All right, so bring some cash, all right? What's your name? My name's Russell. What's yours? <laughs> what? Sandy, like Sandy Koufax? No, no. Uh, he had some good years. Remember that back well, in the... Yeah, that guy was a good guy. You went to playing baseball? Uh, oh, yeah. You're into that shit? Yeah. What are you, a pitcher? No, 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 no. I, no. What do you do? I used to be an outfielder. You're an outfielder? I was, but I haven't made the major. I played outfield one time. I was looking at a fucking chick walking by. A guy hit a line drive and hit my fucking cocks. <laughs> I couldn't even take a piss for a couple of days. And you're here talking about Sandy Koufax. So what made you get into these trains, man? You kind of old to be racing around on a train there. Well, what do you say about that? I don't know. I don't know. What is it? I mean, what do you do with them? What, do you sell them? Buy them? Sell them? I like to play with them. You play with trains? You'd be better off with a fucking Cox. <laughs> and you like fast cars? I like fast everything. Fast women, booze. I even like fast food. You ever eat Chinese food? Hey, isn't that shit good? That fucking lo mein, chow mein, all that shit. (laughs) Hey, listen, when you drive your train to the tunnel, you get like a sensation. I hear guys that play with trains really like getting taken up the old fucking highway there. Is that true? I know. Did you ever try that? You know, I was uh, in a joint one time. That shit hurt. (laughs) Yeah, you got big tits like me? I don't know. You know, I got those big fucking sausage tits things there. So listen, what are you wasting my time for? You coming over or not? Yeah, I'll be there. 
You'll be there, huh? Hey, you got any baseball cards? No, no, no. I got some Sandy Koufax there. Hey, when you were a kid, were they calling you Sandy Koufax, making fun of you? No, 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 my God, no, no, no. Yeah, you sure about that? Positive. <laughs> All right, so get over here. We could play with trains, play with each other's cacks. I don't think about that, guy. All right there. All right, so hurry the fuck up. I don't got all day. I got to drive a truck later on. Nah, I've seen the funnies in a while. All right, I'll be outside, all right? Nah. All right, but wait a minute. Holy, whoa. Yeah, you yeah. going to bring cash or a check? That's your word about. Tell you what about that for. I don't know. You know, you could slip me a bum check. <laughs> I got a kid with me, too. You, wanna, you bring a kid, too, that kids could play while we look at the trains. How do you say about that? Get that. Yeah? All right, well, look, man. All right, every up and come over. All right? All right, bye-bye. All right there, Sandy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.